Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Girl Up Brisbane podcast. My name is Imogen and I'm the founder and president of Girl Up Brisbane and we are the first Girl Up club established within Queensland. Girl Up is a non-for-profit organisation run by the United Nations Women Group and is aimed at giving girls and young women voices within their communities and the opportunity to create change to combat gender inequality. So we thought what better way not just to inspire within but also beyond our local community than to create a podcast. And this week our theme is Women in Leadership. Today we will be chatting with CEO, educator and most importantly role model Belinda Yorston. So first things first, hey Belle, how are you going? Hello, I'm so excited. That was such a great intro. I want to make sure I listen to all of these now. (laughs) Very excited to have you. I wanted to make sure our first episode was with someone who I know and who I know will be really good. So thank you for making the time out of your day to come here. Um, And I know we sort of chatted about this earlier, but how was your Christmas and how was your New Year's? Yeah, thank you for asking. And I just wanted to quickly chime in and say, Uh, I'm really excited for you to start this because I know starting things Mm. is so much work and can be nerve-wracking. It's like, is it going to work out? How am I going to find it? Um, So a massive congratulations to you for putting in all the energy and effort that it takes to get to even to this point. So so lovely of you. (laughs) But it's so true, it is. Um, But yes, back to Christmas and New Year's, it was so, so, so nice. I really found... I could spend quality time with the people that I care about most because everyone was on holidays. So there wasn't anything pressing. No one was feeling overwhelmed or stressed. It was actually quality time. So you could sit down and have a great conversation and feel very present in everyone's company. So it was very, very, very special to me. Yeah. I think that's definitely like, I feel like the Christmas period is one of the only times in the year where you get that whole, like the full quality time. I think that's what makes it so special. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Even though there's, you know, things to cook and shopping to do and all the rest of it. But yes. um, once you once you get through that little part and then you have the big yeah. day and then you can sit down and talk about how it was with everyone, I find that's the most enjoyable. Definitely. And how's your New Year's? How's the start of your year? Are you like the sort of person who will write like New Year's resolutions, have all your goals for the year? Yeah, well, it's day six. Um, I definitely will always do some reflection on the year that's been and then sit down and sort of have a a think about what the future might hold because I believe that we have to kind of put it out there with what we'd like to achieve. We've got to have something to work towards. Otherwise, you know, we lack a little bit of motivation or we feel a little bit lost. So sitting down and making time to go, this is what I, you know, a few things that I'd love my year to be filled with or what I'd like to focus on is something that's really important to me. So funnily enough, um, I am surrounded by friends that are like-minded. So on Sunday, we actually, there was five of us, we actually did our own little facilitation session and did some reflection of last year and then some planning for the future. But it was really nice to do it in a space where you could share it with others and just kind of be intrigued into what, you know, your close friends are looking forward to as well. Because I feel like goals can be like so personal and that you don't always get the chance to like share them and like learn from other people's goals. So I think that's mm. what I, that's my favourite part of New Year's is like goal setting but also like spending that time, like mindfulness time with others. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah. yeah. I've been doing themes the last few years, so I was excited oh. to get out. Last year, my theme was exploration, yeah. which I didn't think it would be explore how to use technology better than you've ever yes. used it before. <laughs> <laughs> or, but I was excited to see where it would lead and um, it was pretty amazing to wrap that up. And then rewilding is my word for 2021 oh I love that I've never mm. heard of that before yeah that. it's um I'm excited to see where it takes it and it gives me a sense of new hope and excitement for what the year will bring no matter what it brings definitely yeah mm. what about you what uh, did you set a couple of goals yourself yes I'm sort of sort of carrying on I guess from the end of 2020 I think I want to focus I think balance is always something I struggle with. I think Mm -hmm. recently I've managed to fix that. Well, not fix it, but work on that more, like balancing my work and my studies and myself. Um, So I've definitely been taking a lot more time for myself. I think I've been inspired by your walks. I'm always going on walks now, (laughs) looking at the sunrises and the sunsets. Because it really really helps. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. And I've started like journaling as well. I really enjoy that. I think it's because you're you're sort of forced to have that time and that's all you focus on. And I find I'll often just be wrapped up in like so many thoughts and can't clear my mind. So that's mm-hmm. helped me a lot. No, that's so good to do. So good. And I think it, it helps you become so much more self-aware, which is such an important trait and skill in our world. Yes. Yes. So, um, for everyone listening in the future, I guess, um, <laughs> who doesn't know who you are, um, I first met you in 2019 at the Student Leadership Conference in Sydney. Um, and I seriously remember just sitting in the audience and you were like introducing the whole day. And I was just so moved by how passionate you are about leadership and especially like leadership for young people. Because I feel yeah. often, you know, people might think, oh, there's maybe a school captain in school or maybe in the future in the workforce you can become a leader or there's a prime minister but I think leadership is so much more than that and I love how you and the whole of your Y team at Y lead really work on that and really make sure that you communicate what leadership what you think leadership is to um, students so could you describe a bit about Wileyd and like what's a typical day in your life? What does your schedule look like? <laughs> I definitely can. Yeah. And um, thank you for those kind words. I, uh, it means a lot to me. Um, yeah, and I think one of the reasons why at Wileyd we believe so much in young people is because they're so influential as young people. Like we really, really are. It's the most formative time of our life and you know, the people that we surround ourselves with can be so influential on us. Definitely. And yeah, when we're aware of the influence then that we have on other people, we can do something about it. We can make it positive. We can make sure that it's something where we've added value in every situation or scenario that we've been in. Um, and that is what we do here, I guess. We, uh, Wileyd is a not-for-profit that's based in Brisbane, but has the privilege of working across Australia and also in New Zealand um, with, about 30,000 young people every year on average, um, which is wow. massive influence. So and many. <laughs> huge, yeah. And I was just saying to my friends on the weekend, actually, I don't take uh, 
my responsibility lightly. It's it's a big responsibility, but it's an absolute privilege. And I get inspired every day by meeting young people that are passionate about leadership, as you say there passionate about change creating change for the better for the good they're passionate about making their worlds a better place about you know seeing an issue or a cause or something that just doesn't sit right with them and um we love teaching people and educating them and giving them an experience where they can develop their skills and their confidence to make sure that that change happens and they can do something about it because nothing changes without action um you know both you and I sat down and we wrote our goals and we (laughs) we did our new year's resolutions or the things that we hope for ourselves or would like for ourselves but until we actually act on them then they're not gonna they're not gonna happen yeah and I think there are a few common denominators in in everyone and not just young people that hold us back sometimes and you know it's fear about what if we fail Mm. or maybe it's fear of I want to do something different and I don't know what other people are going to think about that and we think too much a little bit about judgment from others and yeah yeah, so we work with lots of young people to help them believe in themselves so that they can take action on those things because in turn that is what's going to change the world for the betters so that's the exciting work that I get to do every single day um (laughs) But yeah, I am very, very privileged and very lucky. And as you, you asked, an average day uh, changes every single day for me. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it's spending time with young people, asking them big questions and allowing them to see that they're so much more capable than they realise and put them in contact with other friends or networks or people that inspire them and empower them to go out there and do that stuff themselves. That's so special. I love that so much because I think especially when you're in school, you're constantly thinking of the future. You're constantly thinking, oh, what will I do when I leave school? And often it's quite visionary. Like you might know what type of change you want to make, but you're not always sure like how to get there. Um, But one thing I did find a lot in school and even in university, um, I think one stigma which still needs to be overcome is the association of leadership with just a title or just a badge um and I often think that makes leading really difficult um both for those with badges who feel they have to sort of embody what maybe if you're in the role of a school leader what the leader before them has done and those Mm -hmm. without it who might not feel like they are in a position to lead Um, and do you have any tips Um, as an expert on leadership (laughs) of how you know you can overcome this in a school how you can be a leader even if you don't have a title or a badge um, or a position in place because I think honestly I think everyone should be leaders everyone should take charge of their lives but do you have any tips on especially for high school students who are struggling with that great question Um, and you're so right in so many ways. You say that, you know, you believe that people don't and shouldn't have a badge to lead and, and that's our philosophy at Why Lead. It's yeah. leadership isn't about a badge, a title or a position, but 
as we've kind of been talking about, it's the influence and the impact that you have on others. And um, our definition is leadership is any action that makes the world I touch a better place. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> well, and, and it's so, it can be really simple. And I think that that's also where we get confused is we see leadership because we look at presidents or prime ministers or big CEOs of biggest, big organisations or um, coaches or you know, football teams or whatever sport it is that we love to do. And because, as you said, it's quite visionary when we're young, sometimes we disassociate ourselves from the impact that we have because we're always looking up at those people. Yeah. Yeah. The reality is those, like those people um, often are are looking at you for how you um, do things because, yeah, well, we're entering into a new world. We need to learn from each other and, um, as a young person, you have so much to offer. And every day I'm inspired by so many young people acknowledging that leadership isn't about a badge title position, but it's about actually sitting down and having a conversation with someone. Or it's about, you know, knowing that you don't have to make great change. You can just make really small change and that small change can make the difference in someone's life and that's massive change as well mm. so I think when you ask what the what the tips would be it would be um yeah take leadership on know that you will if you're a young person listening to this you did this in 2020 right you had to learn how to lead your own days at home and learn from you know at yeah. school from home so we kind of don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes for the things that we can do too and a lot of people will already be leading they'll already be um encouraging their friends to take up opportunities because they know that it'll be great for them and they're already you know providing so much energy and enthusiasm when they go and play their favorite sport or um sit down to uh draw or share a podcast so to speak you know (laughs) their acts of leadership it's doing the things that will have an impact on someone else's life and as I said earlier, there's things that hold us back from that, whether it's fear or judgment or an unknown on where to start. Don't let any of that stuff hold you back. Easier, much easier said than done, but try and sit there and go, "Mm, what do I feel like is holding me back? How do I get rid of it? And how do I move forward with that? And we've been talking a bit about self-awareness, I guess, already. I think asking yourself some of those big questions and, and then taking action on them is so important. So acknowledge that if you want to start acting and doing leadership it can start today it can start by going out to a teacher and telling them that you're interested in leadership and would love to know what you could do at your school to showcase that you're interested in leadership and they might say to you oh have you thought about joining this club or actually there's a new initiative that we're looking to start and we need a few more people um, to join us or maybe you actually have the idea of that initiative that you want to start um and so it's about just being a little bit bold so be bold be brave so true (laughs) yeah and go up to them and say well actually I had this thought I don't know how I could do it but this is what I'd love to do and if you say that to enough people eventually you'll have someone that sits down with you and says okay well here's five steps that you can get started on that come back to me when you've done those five steps or if you need help along that way then let me know Yeah, yeah, so true. And like I, you mentioned this before, the hardest part is starting. And mm. I absolutely agree with that because, I mean, with us with Girl Up, we started at the start of last year and I'd always wanted to make a Girl Up club. It was, I didn't manage to make one in school. I was just so focused on like my other leadership 
commitments but then when I left school I was like oh I don't want that to just be it I want to keep being able to do things with other people for other people um and for us I think when we started the hardest part was getting a voice out there getting sort of club members organizing meetings and then with COVID that sort of was so it was just so unexpected you know we'd had a couple of meetings I think we'd had three and then we thought oh gosh what do we do um and I found that we relied on social media a lot and Mm -hmm. like email communications um and it was really good because our main event we had planned was this big um fun run called the global 5k um and they girl up was really good with that they still wanted everyone to be able to do it um so we instead of hosting an actual fun run where you all meet up um we had a virtual one where so cool so great good people walk at their home a run they could cycle 5ks and that turned out to be a really good event so I guess have you've had to adapt a lot with Wiley because you travel everywhere and you visit so many schools so I'm guessing like Zoom is a big part of that and zoom is life now yeah our favorite line our favorite line is uh see you on zooming oh my god so crazy how like a year ago zoom would be like I mean I'd heard of it I think I'd done one thing on zoom and then after that every week that was just zoom zoom meetings yeah it's a great platform we've learned how to use it really really well so we're very grateful for the creators of zoom Mm. (laughs) definitely (laughs) what do you think is your biggest like I don't know what caused you the most uncertainty apart from COVID um, mm. just during 2020? And what was, I guess, the biggest change you had to work with? What did you sort of have to not adapt to, but I guess evolve around it and work into your routine? Good one. Let's go with um, you. I've picked up two things there, I guess, challenge and yeah. change and routine. Mm. One of the big things in routine was we were stationary. So as you said, we usually fly across Australia everywhere and all those flights were cancelled and I was at home um, for longer than I'd ever been before. I celebrate yeah. 10 years um, at Wiley next month. Wow. So for 10 years, I've been flying, you know, three or four times a week on average. And so now I was like, I didn't even know when I was going to jump on a plane again. And like lots, like you had to learn to study from home for uni. And so many other people then started doing school at home. Um, The biggest thing for my routine was I actually was better with routine. I knew I had to go for a walk in the morning before I sat Mm. down at my laptop. I knew then um, for the first few days, my back was like to the wall and I couldn't see the sunset. And so I'd start, keep working and it'd be like seven o'clock at night. And I was like, this is not good. So I changed my desk so that I could had to be looking out the window. And my rule was as soon as the sun starts setting, you have to close your laptop and go outside and walk. I literally did that too. I moved it. So I'm facing the window. It makes such a difference. (laughs) It does. It does. And yeah, as you're saying, like I just found so much more appreciation of the area that I lived in. So there were people down the road that got COVID puppies. And so I could watch them grow every day. I'd walk past to get my coffee. They were growing bigger and bigger and I'd pat them. And it's just all the little things that you skip when you get busy and you get caught up. Um, 
I'm so grateful that last year reminded us of those things. And another thing that was really important in my routine is I would have a shower at the end of the day and that signified I'd close my day off and then it was bell time because when you are um, passionate about what you do, you can get very involved and mm. um, then not take enough time for yourself or, and that's not healthy um, at all. So doing those little things or having little triggers like me for the shower or the sun to set to go time to go and do something else or time to close the laptop, go for another walk. They were really important in my routine throughout the year. And I definitely struggled for a bit. I recognize that because I get to travel so much and have dinners with so many different people that stimulates me different conversations. Mm. And so because I wasn't seeing different people or flying to different cities and trying different foods, I had to find a different way to be stimulated. So I think like a lot of people, we've learned so much more about ourselves out of last year as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What we like, what we don't like, what, what's important to us and um, mm that we're all stronger than we thought that we were. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as for challenge, there were so many. I'm going to be really, really, really honest. Is that okay with you? Of course. Yeah. I think particularly if you're a young person listening, um, sometimes you can look up to your role models and the people that you admire and you look at them and you go, oh my gosh, they're so confident. They have everything and I want to be just like that one day, um, which is amazing. And I mm. definitely still have people like that in my life that I, mm. that I look up to. But the reality is that you know, we, we go through this journey called life and different points will hit us at different times and we might have to revisit things that we've worked really hard on um, to achieve in ourselves to go again. So my confidence took a really big hit last year. Mm. I think having to make really big decisions for our team that yeah. impacted their lives um, was hard. And uh, there were some personal things happening in my life and I was quite quite stressed at times so when you weren't when I wasn't stopped doing those walks and stopped looking after myself all that stuff um yeah. you know kind of comes to a head you could say so yeah. I definitely think the biggest challenge for me was working through building back my confidence and yeah. I hadn't experienced that for such a long time it was a really it was hard to go through but it was really I'm grateful that I went through it because I believe so much in empathy. Um, I now can see it from someone else's point of view when they're perhaps going through a stage where they feel like a real lack of confidence and have to work really hard on their self-talk and write themselves some affirmations and yeah, do all of those things again <laughs> to just build back up the confidence. So I think you can only grow stronger. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's exactly it. And I think that that was definitely my biggest challenge last year was just being strong enough to overcome those things. And when I was really nervous and didn't want to go to a friend's house, but just say, no, you can do it. You can do it. Go there. Um, you'll know this. I have a, a saying of everything. We can do everything for 20 seconds. So all we need is 20 seconds of courage. Yes. And so, yeah, building back up that confidence was just about stepping into my friend's house and being like, 20 seconds. I can last 20 seconds here, <laughs> chatting to a few people that I've never met before. Um, so... Yeah, that was, was my big challenge of the year, personal one anyhow. Oh, thank you for being so vulnerable because I think that's so important. Like often with leadership, you can just completely disregard the struggles and 
often you expect it to just be a perfect, I guess, journey. But in reality, a journey is not just uphill. There's, it's like I sort of view it as a wave, like there's always ups and downs and always changing. And yeah, it's amazing that you've been able to have the self-awareness, like we were saying before, to recognise that obviously 2020 was not a good year for everyone, but that you could come to that realisation that you need to work towards it that you've been able to focus more on yourself that's so important yeah Yeah. thank you no such a such an important reminder and I I think when we look at leadership as well you know we are courageous because we do I say it's about stepping up and stepping out so we um, step up to the extra responsibility and then we have to step out of our comfort zone because a lot of that is unknown and we haven't done it before and we're learning how to run meetings. We're learning how to make our team gel really well and make sure everyone's getting along. We're learning how to project manage and make sure that we're getting the things done that we said we would by the deadlines that we need to and being really open in our communication along the way to make sure that we do that. So yeah, the step up and the step out is is really brave and it's so important for us to do that. Um, And it's a forever learning journey. So um, there's never, you said, expert earlier and I kind of giggled because I don't think (laughs) (laughs) it's ever a place where you can be an expert because you just are forever learning Mm. forever learning and leadership provides you with so many of those opportunities that will propel you forward in the future in not just your career but in your personal life as well because Mm. you learn so much about um, healthy relationships and communicating properly and building like positive environments and the importance in all of that they're things that I really believe in and I've learned them through leadership yeah oh that's lovely um and I'm aware we nearly have our time up because I don't have the premium version <laughs> so the meeting has to end at eleven forty. so okay. final question yes true that 2020 was definitely a year of learning to adapt with the change and uncertainty and sort of go with the flow um, and I'm sure we've learned, you know, those lessons we're going to take with us into 2021 and into the rest of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. So what are your hopes and goals for 2021? Do you have any personal goals you're really hoping to fulfill and um, any main goals for Wiley that you're hoping to act on? Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. Well, as I said, uh, the theme for 2021 for Belle is rewilding. Um, mm-hmm. And rewilding for me means uh, a reborn in a way because, you know, last year was such a big year. It's time to, as I said, you know, that lack of confidence and I'm still building that back up. And um, we in our office at Wiley were unsure of what our future would look like. So we ran a crowdfunding campaign um, and we raised $50,000 in just 20 days, which blew my absolute mind. And one of the lessons that I learned from 2020 um, is just the strength of our community at Wiley and how special and unique it is. And in, yeah. in, in leadership, often you don't realize the impact that you have on other people's lives. And um, that was a moment where we actually got to acknowledge those incredible impacts that we have had that, um, you know, you don't always hear, not everyone is brave enough to say to you that conversation that we had yesterday really made me think differently and mm-hmm. has you know shifted some of my decisions in the future or I had a really crappy day that day. And so that note that you gave me, I actually read it 
some nights before I go to bed when I've had a bad day. You know, those are little things that we do do in our everyday leadership with our friends that we don't always know the impact and how much they mean to someone else. And so please don't ever stop doing them um, because even when you don't get told how important they are, they are so important. So learning that um, out of our crowdfunding campaign, we got so many messages from people um, that the impact that Wiley's had on their life, which was mm-hmm. so important. So we, I guess, have been through our Keep the Door Open movement mm-hmm. and now we're pushing forward to where can we go from here with all the skills that we've learned and grown. And um, this year will still be very fluid. There's still some uncertainties and we're still riding the wave. Um, <laughs> the team and I had a conversation yesterday about the wave that we're riding. We've set it up as an analogy. We're between the flags because mm-hmm. the flags are like um, Australian health uh, restrictions and regulations. They're keeping us safe. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And then the wave is, you know, you wait for it from a distance. You don't kick too early. You just got to wait till it gets a little bit closer. And then you're more aware of its size and how you respond to it, whether you grab the boogie board or whether you dive under it. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) and then um, someone was like, but how do you be prepared? Like, it's just human. You need to be prepared. I said, we are prepared. We're in the water with our togs on. That is prepared. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, the beach. (laughs) The beach analogies. (laughs) same so I think that's what we're going to do we've got everything locked in for term one um which is exciting it's back to where it was last year but it will just be a ride the wave and do what we can do stay in control of what we can stay in control of keep our spirits high be grateful for the things that um 2020 has taught us and do those little things like those walks and so rewilding for me is rebuilding and and maintaining and lots of adventure personally I'm going to go on myself Oh, well, thank you so much, Belle. It's been amazing having you speak to us. I'm very grateful to hear you speak because honestly, you were definitely one of the people in my life who I always look up to. And um, I'm really grateful for all the lessons you can give about leadership, but also about focusing on yourself um, because often leadership and personal life can be seen as two different things, but really you've got to sort of lead your own life, I guess. So they're mm-hmm. both attached both come together so thank you so much yeah oh no it's my pleasure (laughs) thank you so much for listening to our first ever girl up episode of our podcast um unapologetic i really hope you enjoyed listening to the beautiful bell as much as i did um and i am so grateful for the wonderful support we've received with the launch of our podcast. So thank you so much for that. I um, just thought I'd let you all know that our podcast is going to be released every two weeks. Um, and you can find out more info on our Instagram, which is just at Girl Up Brisbane. Thank you so much and have a great week.